Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Hey, I'm glad you're here today. I got some interactive stuff. Sometimes we like to do this in here, so I'm going to pass this this way, and it's going to work its way back. Now, you guys in the back have to help the other people in the back and like get it to the tables, uh, but you guys are smart, and you can figure it out. You can do that. You've passed papers before, and I'm also going to give you a pen because uh, I want you to uh, really understand kind of and uh, be with us as we go, so you can grab a pen, and we'll work these all the way back, and uh, we'll be good uh, once those get all the way to the back. Hey, I'm really glad you're here. For the last few weeks, uh, we have started a series on the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, we did an intro, and then we had a little bit of a break, because uh, it was Labor Day weekend. And then last weekend, we hopped back in, and, and Blake talked to us. And uh, here's what we find. Uh, actually, let me pray, and then we'll, we'll jump in. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. I pray your Holy Spirit would speak to us today, because uh, I think your word has something that if we would grasp it today, like as middle and high school students, if I would grasp it as, a, uh, as an older guy, like the rest of our lives would make so much more sense and there'll be so much more joy if we would just look at the truth we find in your word as it comes to joy. So man, I, I pray we do that, God. Would you speak today? Would your Holy Spirit work? And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said, for the next few weeks, we are going to be going through Fruits of the Spirit, and uh, we'll keep working. Uh, those papers are coming around. You guys can grab one of those. we got a bunch of extras over here if you need, if you have not got one yet. Uh, but here are the Fruit of the Spirit. Uh, if, here are the fruit. Maybe you've heard these before. Maybe you've memorized this as a little kid. That's a really good one to learn. And it's just this. It says, the Fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And here's the thing. I think all of us, and, and we, we long, like we want to be these. Like for those of you that have that really short fuse, you were like looking at the fourth one, and you're like, Lord, if you would just give me that patience, man, if, you did, if that fruit would really grow and, whoop, and get big, like I would really like that, like if I really had that fruit. For some of you that really struggle with like loving people, like you're just people are not your favorite. Like, if you just really had that thing going, uh, you were, you, if you really had love, you would, it would be a really, really good thing. So you can look down the list. Maybe it's self-control. Maybe it's gentleness. I don't know what it is. But, man, if you would just do that, that would be an awesome, awesome thing uh, that we'd love for you to have. So everybody get a paper. Everybody in the house get a paper. Everybody in the back, you guys get a paper back there. They still got to work back there. Uh, you gotta, might have to come grab those from, from uh, yeah. Malachi there. But here's the thing. Uh, so here, we are going to be looking at these fruit of the Spirit, and I, I described it like this when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. If you look on your paper, there is a, uh, there's two types of drills, okay? I brought mine in the last time. They're actually the same models you see there on your little paper. So here's the thing. A lot of people live their lives when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit like a drill that has a battery. And every Sunday they come to church, you're like, click, and they've got power for a few days. And then they come Wednesday, click, and they're good few days. Then they go to a camp and then click. I'm good for a little while because I was a week long and I'm like hyped up and I'm really good. And that's the way many Christians live their lives. And church is supposed to be something that charges us up, right? It's supposed to be. But here's the thing. There's a better method. If you look, there's another drill on there that has a cord. And a corded drill is a lot more powerful than any drill you're ever going to have that has a battery on it. And here's the thing. The power is nonstop. It's all the time. 
So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all of our lives. If we would realize that the fruit of the Spirit wants to grow all the time in our life, not just on Sundays and Wednesdays, it would be a thing. So if you look at the, I want you to take the end of that one with the cord, and I want you to draw a line all the way to, like on your paper somewhere, there is a, a plug-in somewhere on your paper. I think it's under the uh, fruit of the Spirit. Uh, it, it, draw that line, plug that thing in, because I want you to remember that, that, that this is something every day that wants to grow in our lives, not something Sunday I get charged up, Wednesday I get charged up, camp thing I get charged charged up uh, beach trip i get charged up and all the time we can grow in the spirit there's also a prayer i want to i wanted to put on that paper for you and i love this prayer and here's what it says it says this that you can see it here on your paper and this is a prayer that uh, this gentleman he's a, a really godly gentleman his name is john stott and here's what he prayed Every morning when he get up, and maybe this is something you want to take a picture of or take this home, and maybe this is something you want to start your day with. Here's what he prayed. Heavenly Father, I pray this day that I may live in your presence and please you more and more. Lord Jesus, I pray this day to take up my cross and follow you. Holy Spirit, I pray that this day you will fill me with yourself and cause your fruit to ripen in my life. Joy. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Really cool prayer that this guy prayed every day. Now, here's the cool thing to me. Uh, it hardly seems surprising then that many people would say this, that John Stott was the most Christ-like person they ever met. Every day he got up and he would just pray this prayer. God, use me, you know, do this. Would you work? Would you grow these things in me? And everybody said that, like, this dude was, like, the most Christ-like. Maybe that's something you want to put in your life where you're starting your morning off. God, grow these in me. Like, help me be connected to the vine this week, not just connected to the, uh, the, the, uh, the battery. I want to be connected to the vine. And, and this is what the Spirit of God does. Above all, here's what it wants to do. These fruits of the Spirit, they make those who put their faith in Jesus become more and more like the Jesus we love. That's what the fruit of the Spirit do. They, they make us more and more like Jesus. We could say these nine fruits in here found in Galatians chapter 5 is actually a beautiful picture of Jesus. I mean, look at that list on your paper. If you, you rifle down the list, you'll see that Jesus checks every box. It's just what he does. And when we have these fruits grow in us, we become to look more and more like Jesus. I hope people that, didn't, that knew me as a teenager, that now as 45-year-old bride, I hope there's some growth. I hope I look a little bit more like Jesus. I hope that when you graduate and, and you come back and I'm wrinkled old 65-year-old bride, if I'm still here, uh, if I'm still alive, whatever, I hope you'll be like, man, that dude Brian, he just... He just becomes more and more like Jesus. That's what I want for my life, and that's what I want for your life. I've got, we've got to stay connected to the vine, uh, or that will not happen. And just know, like, if you start praying this prayer, if you start really leaning into this, this is not an overnight thing. It's like this. As you give Jesus more and more of your life, you become more and more like him. Last week, Blake talked about love and kind of kicked it off. And I, I think there's definitely a reason that love is the very, very first thing. Like, there's he put love first because Paul is saying this. Hey, he's echoing Jesus here. In the book of Matthew, when somebody asks Jesus the greatest commandment in the law, we looked at this Wednesday night as well. 
He responded with two, one from Deuteronomy and the other one from Leviticus. And here's what he says in, in Matthew chapter 22. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. He starts with love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. Seconds like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So last week we talked a lot about love. We always talk a lot about love, but today we are going to talk about joy. And joy is a really important thing, and it's something that I think this could really stink and use right now. I think could use, you know, the past couple of years have been tough for some people, really difficult for others. Uh, it, it doesn't even matter what years. There's tough years. There's, there's really tough, tough Saturdays. There's tough Fridays. There's tough weeks. There's tough year upon year upon year. And man, if we would just realize that we can't have some joy through those times, it would really, really help us. So let's make a definition. And this is the world's definition uh, of love. The world's defi- definition of love is this. Uh, it's the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. That's the joy. If you were to open up to Webster's Dictionary, this is what joy says. I, I think I don't know if I have that definition on your sheet or not. If I do, I want you to draw a little world like the earth somewhere. You don't have to be artsy. It's just you that sees this. We're not going to turn this in for a grade. I'm not your art teacher. Uh, but here's what I want you to realize as you're drawing that world. Like, this is the way the world looks at joy. Translation, uh, if you go to that next slide, the next slide just tells us uh, this in a little easier. Here's what the world says joy is. Joy is what I feel. When I get what I want, when things go my way, or something happens. Well, this is the world's description of joy. I hope today as you leave, you'll realize that as a Christian, this is not, like, this is not the definition of joy that we want. Like, yeah, we're still going to be joyful when things go our way and something good happens and we get something we want. Yeah, but there is a greater joy that we're going to land on today. And hopefully you'll, you'll see that and we'll, we'll talk about it a lot. I, I want to talk about the world's joy in a couple different ways. Uh, and, and, like, we can have this, like, even though those things go down, we can have joy. And it's kind of like this. Anybody remember back in, I want to say around fifth grade, this was, this was our jam. Has anybody ever, and I put one of these on your paper, you probably didn't realize that this is what we were playing today. Anybody ever play MASH back in the, in the day? Am I the only MASH person? No one else has played MASH? A couple people, like, they don't want to admit it. It's okay. You can admit it. Okay, so, so here's what MASH is. And I think this is a great representation of what, how the world throws joy out there. Here, here's what would happen. Here's the way we played. You play, may play a little different. The, 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 the M-A-S, M-A-S-H stands for like a mansion, apartment, shack, and house. Okay, now that sounds right there. You're like, okay, I don't know what. We're going to teach you MASH, and you can go home and play it and, and have that kind of fun. Here's the thing. Like, um, So over here, over here uh, on ours when we play it, uh, this would be your spouse. Okay, so who you were going to marry. Now, here's the way it went down. Your friend would always fill this out for you. You would not fill it out yourself. Okay? Your friend would ask you some names, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, her, mm-hmm, or him, uh-huh. And then the, here's what they'd always do. This is the way MASH works. There'd always be that one where you're like, 
that person you could not stand or your ex or somebody like you just, they know you do not like and then they put that person on here as well uh, that's, that we really did not like. Like that would be the one we did not want to win. And then the game goes on and you would continue on here. Uh, the next one for us was uh, you would put uh, some numbers here. Like you'd put 1, 10, 14, and this would be how many kids you'd have, okay? I mean, they, they get to pick this. You don't get to pick it. And now here, here's one I always like. This would be like your, your cars, okay, like the car you would drive. You'd be, have like a, a really sweet car that you really liked, and then you'd have a car that you were like, uh, it's like a bicycle, it's horrible, and then you'd have another one that you liked, and you could have multiple of these. Now, here's the, the way you, you count it up is you, you do this, and you say, stop! You count one, two, three, four, five, six, and then you just count around the circle. One, two, three, four, five, six, and you mark, well, you're not going to have 14 kids. That's okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, and you just continue to mark out till you have one left in each one. And, and sometimes it was so awesome because you'd be like, heck, yeah, I'm living in a mansion, and I got my girl. She's my wife, and we got 10 kids, you know, and, and, and I'm driving the Lambo like this. Woo, this is, this is awesome. And that's how joy works in the world. But joy in the world, like how do we have how do we have joy when the mash doesn't work for us? Like when you're living in a shack and your spouse's sad face, person you didn't, and maybe you want a lot of kids and you just got the one, and and you're driving a tandem bicycle. <laughs> And the other person you don't like is driving the other side. Like, you know, this is the way. This is a perfect picture of joy in the world. Right? It's, it's things. It's what I want. If, if it goes well and I'm in a mansion or an apartment or a, a house, I can have joy. If I get the right person, I can have joy. If I have the right amount of kids, I, like, I can have joy. And that's the way this world works is, is this. If I'm driving the right car, I can have joy. And I just want to tell you and I want to show you today that this, this kind of joy does not work. It just does not work when we play this mash type of joy. I want to tell you today that there's a better joy than this. There's a better joy than a fifth grade game. But here's the thing. This fifth grade game goes on and on and on. I'm telling you, there are people that are, have no joy because they are driving a car that they, and every time that other car that they really want passes them, they're like, oh man, come on. And they have no joy. This is a fifth grade game, but this goes on for years and years and years if people will let it. Now, there's another thing. At the bottom of your paper, if you notice, there's a roller coaster. Okay? Uh, the roller coaster is there. You can see it starts over here, and it does what roller coasters do, and there's like a twist there, and, and that's just what roller coasters do, right? They, they begin, and they have this, and this is another picture of what the world says joy is like. Oh, when things are good, I can have joy up here. This is... This is the fun part. But then when everything crashes and you, you know, school goes bad and family stuff, like there's no joy here. And this is the way so many people, they live their lives. Up and down, up and down. Joy at the top. And then there's you know, sadness at the bottom. And this is a beautiful way of the world. This is the way the world says your life should work. And I just want to tell you, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, it doesn't have to be just in the good times at the top of the roller coaster. Uh, like, 
but you have joy. And in the bad times, there's zero joy. I just want to tell you that life does not have to be like that when we look at it in lens through the lens of Scripture. The joy is something we all long for, and it seems so difficult to grasp it many times. Like, it's really tough to do. But joy in the Christian life is different than this emotional and this world-living joy. It's, it's better than MASH, and it's better than a roller coaster. I know those two things are very fun, but it's many times how many people live their lives. Oh, it's good here. It's bad. It's good here. But we do not have to live that way. I want to leave you with one truth this morning. One very simple truth, and if you will grasp this the rest of your life, whether it's, it's, a, it's the top or the bottom, you can have joy. Joy that's not a roller coaster. Joy that's not affected by our circumstances, by like this or this or this. Like it doesn't have to be, like joy does not have to be held that way. Here's what I want to tell you. It's, it's the main thing. Joy comes from what Jesus has done, not my circumstances. If you will please fill that blank, that blank in on your paper. If you will please just fill that in and look at it for a minute. The joy comes from what Jesus has done, not my circumstances. Because here's, here's the problem. Since we were kids... We learn that joy is about when I'm given something, when everything is going well, when everything is falling into place, when something's going right. If I have that special someone. But true joy can only come from what God can give us. It flows from Him. Remember, we're plugged into the Spirit. That's how we can have that joy, whether it, it, whatever point of life we're in. That's how we can have that joy. If we're plugged into the Spirit, because it, it flows from him. Joy is something, according to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, is a fruit of the Spirit, of God's Spirit living in you. Like, that's how we can have joy at all times. And many times in Scripture, we see that joy can even be had when things are not good at all. When the world would say, oh, you're down here, man. You're way in the depths for a really, really, really long time. There's a guy named Paul in Philippians. If you've never read Philippians, one of your, I want you to write in your paper, my homework this week is to read the book of Philippians. It's crazy short. It's four or five chapters long. It's mind-blowing because this guy Paul writes it from prison, and he uses the word joy over and over and over again, eight times in four chapters. You can't shut him up. I want you to read, how in the world can this dude who's locked up, who's going through everything, have joy in his life? I want to read from James as well. He talks about this. James says this, Dear brothers and sisters, uh, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. What? When troubles come my way? He's obviously not living this way. He's obviously not living with this. Uh, when joy... Uh, comes my way, when trials come my way, I can have great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. See, here's what the Bible would tell us. In our troubles, joy can be had. That it's something that grows us. That it's something that makes us more like Jesus. You see, our focus has to change from joy in things and circumstances and, and people. And it has to be this joy that comes from the spirit of what Jesus has done for you. Can I just tell you some good news? 
Can I just tell you some good news that our joy should be found not in our circumstances, but in the joy of Jesus? Here's some good news from Jesus. We can have joy because he saved us, that you don't have to save yourself. He has saved you from sin and death and all those things. We can have joy that he took our place. We don't have to go to the cross. He took our place. He took our sin. We can have joy that he's good. That he's a good God. We can have joy that he loves us with an unending love. He's not like uh, someone we, we dated in the past where like if it didn't work out for them, they like shut down love. Like that's not the way he works. He has this unending love. So we can have joy about that. We can have joy because he's working, even in the difficult times. Like if your life is in a mess right now, Jesus is working. He promises that in our scripture so we can have joy. Like our joy that one day he's going to fix sickness and he's going to fix pain and he's going to deal with abusers and he's going to take that away. He's going to deal with loneliness and he's going to deal with suffering. We can have joy that we're not alone in this world. We can have joy that in the, win, in the end we win. We win. So we can have joy. It's this supernatural joy that flows from the Holy Spirit. And when trials come, when things don't go my way, or circumstances are not what we would choose, we can have joy. Because of Jesus. Not because of circumstances, but because of Jesus. We don't have to live a roller coaster joy life. We can have this joy that's given. So here's uh, kind of what this may look like. Let's say you're being gossiped about at school. It hasn't happened to you yet. It probably will sometime in your life. I think everybody on this world is gossiped about sometime or another. It's just coming your way. I wish I could protect you from it, and I would. But it's coming your way. You see, we're gossiped about. When we're called names and we're hurt, we can have this joy that you know this. You know it's lies, and here's what you know. That you are more loved and valued than anything in this world. You know, those words hurt and those names hurt, but here's the thing. You know your value in Jesus Christ, and you can have joy that you are loved. It's this joy when we don't have the newest phone, the newest clothes, or whatever. Uh, joy, if we live it in the world's way, it, it falls short so often. Like this week, uh, if you had the newest iPhone, uh, on Tuesday, you did not because the iPhone 13 came out. And all this joy you had of, oh, I got the newest, the flashiest, I got all this. Like, no, you don't anymore. I'm sorry. But see, if we live our lives with the, the joy that has circumstances and what we have and what model phone we have and all those kinds of things, we will not have joy. But here's the thing. We can have joy because we have what matters most. We have what matters most than the iPhone 13. We have what matters most than the shiniest car. We have what matters most than the clothes, whatever it is that you want to put up there that you think will bring you joy. We have Jesus, the most significant thing in the world. I know a lot of people, they, they can't have joy if they're, they're single, right? Like, there's no joy. They, they, and I just want to tell you today, it's not the end of the world. This joy that someone loves you, you can know that they're more than any significant other significantly could love you, that the most significant being does love you. 
But even in our singleness, like we can have this joy and know that we greatly love, that, that when things get tough, you know that you have the joy of God being there. Pain won't last forever. Like my buddy David Crowder sings, earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. So in closing today, How do you want to live it? You want your joy to look like this, whatever kind of house you have, or any of this, or this, this, cars? You can do it. Lots of people do. Millions of people live their lives this way. I know lots of Christians that live their life this way. Man, if I don't have this house, or this car, or this whatever, and they just live their life, that's, this is what joy is. Or you can choose to live your life like this, like have joy sometimes when you get what you want and have things go your way. Or you can choose this kind of joy. In a cross. So pick what, pick, pick what you would love to do. You can pick the joy the world has, or you can pick the joy that Jesus would have, that we can find our joy in Jesus, not in our circumstances. Our joy comes from Christ, not our circumstances, uh, is what we have. So here's the thing, and the last thing I'll say before uh, Blake comes up and walks us through communion time today. Do you have this joy? Do you have Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Have you chosen this joy, this joy that went to the cross for you? Have you made Jesus your Lord and Savior? Because I'm telling you, you will not have joy unless you do that. Oh, you'll have joy when things go right and things go your way and when mass works out for you. But I'm telling you, you can only have joy in all times, in all troubles, in all circumstances, when you have Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, don't live like you're in fifth grade anymore. Live like Jesus is your Savior. We don't have to ride the roller coaster of joy. If you want to find your joy, you must find Jesus as your Savior. If you've never accepted Jesus, I would love more than anything to talk to you about that. After service, I'm usually around, and I'd love for you to come up here. Maybe you're scared of that. Maybe uh, you can find us on our social media. You can, t- you can get my phone number and text me, and we can talk that way. Man, I would love for you to, to really lean into following Jesus, uh, then saying, you know what, I want to follow him in baptism and be baptized into Christ. Let that joy continue to roll. Let's pray, and then we'll, uh, we'll get ready for communion. God, I thank you for today. Thank you for letting us be in your house. And God, we just pray today as uh, we learn a hard truth of which way we really want to live our life. As a fifth grader, live the life of a roller coaster, or we can live a life that is founded in you. God, would you help us to live in your spirit so your fruit can grow so that when we go through difficult times that we can look like Paul, we can look like James here, we can look like your son Jesus, that even though they went through difficult times, they were greatly, greatly loved. God, we thank you for today. We pray all this in Jesus' name.